Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. All right, Michael. David. How's it going? Okay. So, a couple questions. Hold right on. Before you do that, can we talk about the elephant in the room? And I'm not talking about your massive penis. <laughs> That's the elephant trunk in the room. Gotcha. This I'm an is... Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one of the best lines from last episode. I could be an Avenger. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. This is episode 50. Yes. It's been exactly one year since you and I started doing this little hobby. Yes. It's... uh. It's interesting, right? Because as you always talk about, we have the you know tension span of a goldfish, and the so the fact that it's been a year, um, it's great. And you know that actually um, that's going to lead me right into. I saw the play Rent this week for the fifteenth time. Yeah, for the fourth time. <laughs> so the big thing about Rent is it is a it takes place over a year basically. So. Um, you know, one of the songs talks about how many minutes there are in a year and all those different things. So, and it shows how much things can, how much things can change in a year. So, um, it's kind of apropos that I saw at the week that we were leading up to our one year anniversary, but I want to talk about how quickly time can get away because Rent, so a couple things about the play Rent. Have you ever seen it? I don't remember no, if you said you saw it or not. Okay. So one, it's one of the big things in it is pay phones. So that's one. And answering machines, <laughs> which basically neither of them really exist anymore. Right. Um, a couple of the characters have AIDS in it. And it's basically at the time, it was, it was a death sentence, right? Yeah. You were taking, they talk about they were taking medicine every three or four hours to just to be able to survive. But in essence, it was, it was a death sentence. Um, and the other thing was... One of the things in the story, the guy buys the lot next to him and is going to build an internet cafe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just thought it was really funny just how, like, the whole concept of it is so outdated. And they talk about it's the 25th anniversary that it's their farewell tour. I don't know if they're going to keep going on because this – but, look, you can watch, like, old movies and shit. It doesn't affect anything. But I guess – I don't know. Unless you're doing Hamilton or Les Mis – um, something just recently old isn't good enough for people. Yeah, retro is in, but you got to go back at least like 20, 30 years. I feel like the yeah. 80s is like in the whole music scene right now, this whole synth wave thing is kind of coming back up again. And it's like, you know, The Weeknd, the, the artist The Weeknd actually has made it popular again. Um, but uh, it's like the whole Miami Vice kind of fluorescent lighting, pink flamingo type things is coming back on the on the electronic dance music scene. So uh, what's old is new again. Sweet. Yeah. So, so you mentioned. Couple, yeah, I was just going to say a couple minor te technical corrections. Oh. I found out that um, Hooters, as we talked about, mm -hmm. that's actually under the category of. Restaurant. <laughs> Somebody mentioned that that's actually the category it is. So the fact that the women are complaining of what they're wearing is pretty funny. Um, so well, what actually, other? I guess one technical correction. What other restaurants are there? I know there's Tilted Kilt, but I thought that was like a West Coast thing. Yeah, we don't have any of those out here. 
Um, I don't know. Like there's in New York City, and I've never I've never been to one for the food, but there's a couple actually steakhouses in New York City that have strippers. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that's kind of their thing now that they're going for that angle. But I guess you know any kind of place where the wardrobe is, you know, the girls' tits are popping out, or if the guy if the guys work there, if they have a you know their packages uh, well formed in their pants, those are all in that category of. Uh, restaurants. I, I do love that saying. I'm going to use that forever now. <laughs> there was the, the coolest implementation of that that I remember was on uh, in in, uh, in downtown Tempe, which is right by the Arizona State University campus. Um, on a corner, there was a restaurant. It was a bar, actually, and it was called the Library. And all of the waitresses, all of the servers had, like, a white blouse, like, a black, like, pleated plaid skirt and they wore like librarians glasses like you know okay. like the half glasses and like that was the whole shtick was this like it was called the library it was pretty pretty well done i mean we we went there quite a few times M more times than i care to uh care to mention you're like i just need to take out a book yeah a book. <laughs> well the best part about it was if you're um if you were using your parents credit card it showed up as like, you know, like Tempe Public Library on your credit card receipt. <laughs> so, of course, parents were like, Jesus Christ, $40 at the library. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I'm studying the shit out of this place. <laughs> I had the book on my lap all night. <laughs> um, and then because we both share the ridiculously bored at gmail.com email, surprisingly, no photos came in. Just disappointing, ladies, considering we have about... From the numbers, we have about sixty percent of a female audience. So eighteen to twenty-four year old, sixty percent. That that's that's insane. And still, yeah. nobody sent any photos. Are you surprised though? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Too too old farts. I didn't think you needed to send me a dick pic though, but <laughs> <laughs> just you know, I felt bad. <laughs> so how was your week? Good. So uh, we we drove out to to Denver on Sunday. Right. And uh, so, you know, we, we bought this condo and we're having renovations done. So we got a recommendation from our realtor for this contractor guy to like do all the work. And I'm a big like referral guy, right? If somebody I like refers me somebody, I'll almost always go with them regardless of whether or not it's a little bit too steep of a price or whatever. Like, and, and I usually won't negotiate. I might go, hey, do I get the friend discount? But like, that's pretty much where it stands, right? So whenever I get a, a referral from somebody I know, uh, I'm usually like all over it. So we got this guy, and you know, we you know we wanted to tear out the, the kitchen and redo like all the countertops and redo the bathrooms and redo the showers and redo all the tile, repaint all the walls. So um, so we hire this guy to do it, and it's not cheap. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars, right? So anytime you touch kitchen and bathrooms, you're in the boom twenty thousand dollar range. Yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy. So so we I think we closed on this place in September, right? Um, and we said, hey, we're going to be back out again in November. Do you think you can get it all done by then? And he was, of course, like, yeah, no problem, no problem at all. So, um, so, and, and as you know, every week we're checking up on him. How's it going? He's like, great. Here's a picture of the countertops. Looks fantastic. Here's a picture of the new tile floors. Looks fantastic. 
things are moving smoothly, right? So we come up to this week and we're like, hey, we're, you know, we're still planning on being there on Sunday. Is everything going well? Yeah, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, you know, it's, the place is looking great. Okay, great. So Sunday morning, we get up super early. It's like a 13-hour drive from Phoenix. So we drive out and it's a long day, a little bit of traffic, but just like just driving all day long. We got the dogs in the car, so we got to like stop every three hours to let them out. Got to feed them every once in a while. One of my dogs gets nauseous all the time in the car. So like that, we have to clean up puke every, you know, <laughs> every 500 miles. That's so, nasty. Yeah, so it, it's, it's crazy. So we finally get out here. It's late at night. We get to the place. Um... And he's like wrapping up, right? So we're, we're pulling, we're probably miles away. And he's like, hey, I'm taking off. My wife wants to see me because um, I've been away all week, you know, working on your place. There's still a few things I need to, to finish up, but, you know, we can talk about it, you know, later. So we get to the place and we're like all excited to see it. We open the door. I shit you not, the place looks like fucking Home Depot like after like a Christmas holiday where the, like, there's shit everywhere. The fucking nothing's done. The floors, there's still like the, the tiles need grout. The bathroom, there's tools everywhere. All the carpets are covered. The beds are like stuffed in closets. Like nothing's done. And so when he was showing you photos, were they your photos or just like, <laughs> these are other things I've done over my career? <laughs> no, he just like, he started everything, but he didn't finish anything, right? So, and he didn't even do the countertops. Like we had to go to like a granite place, pick out the granite and like they measured it and cut it and delivered and installed the granite, right? So. Which, which is, side note, is, which is usually the case. Yeah. Usually builders don't do it. They always get somebody, the granite people to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're walking through the place. There's no place for us to sleep. Like, not only that, we had him take out the, the washer dryer because um, we wanted to replace it. And I don't know, washer dryer is like one of those things where I'm like, it's like toilet bowls. Like you buy a new place. The first thing that goes is a fucking toilet bowls. I don't want to sit on somebody else's ass cheeks, right? Well, no, no. The toilet bowl doesn't go. The toilet seat cover is what No, you fuck that. No, no. The whole toilet bowl has to go. <laughs> the whole toilet bowl has to go. I just I have just a thing about it. just one clean. No, no. I just have a thing about toilet bowls. Got, toilet bowls got to go. So we replaced the toilet bowls. Anyways, um, the fucking, the, we have no washer dryer, right? The sheets have like, you know, it had like popcorn ceilings when we bought it. So that was the first thing we're like, you know, you got to get rid of the popcorn ceiling. So of course... That's like hours and hours and days of sanding. So there's shit, there's dust everywhere. Yeah, and probably also asbestos everywhere. <laughs> and we're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, where are we gonna stay? Like now we're like, shit, we gotta, we're gonna have to fucking stay in a hotel. And then um, the wife has family coming out to visit this week uh, and they already got here. So, but you know, we had family coming out to stay with us in our newly completed, you know, condo, and it's just a fucking shit show. And I swear to God, if the dude were here that night when we got here, he's lucky he left. Like, I would have lost my fucking shit. So has he been back since? Have you talked to him? He has. Then we, we immediately were like, you know, the wife's like, dude, I like, I want to go wring his throat right now. And I'm like, no, like, let's just calm down. Right, because what's going to happen is you're going to call him up and we're going to fire him. He's going to get like right then and there. And then we're stuck with a half finished house 
And what are we going to do? Then we got to get another contractor to come in and clean up this guy's mess. No, hold on a second. Like we, we haven't paid him everything. So we still, you know, we've paid him less than half. So yeah. So like I have, we have leverage. So, um, so yeah, we call them. We're like, dude, we got to talk tomorrow. And I'm glad we did that because the next morning he came over and I'm like, dude, like one of my, one of my bosses, um, has this great saying and I fucking use it whenever I can. And the saying is whenever a project goes awry, it's guys, how do we unfuck this? Like, how's it going to (laughs) happen? And I I just sat down and I'm just like, dude, what happened? Like, what, what, well, every time I started something, something else broke, you know, and to his credit, like, you know, when he pulled the washer dryer out, there was fucking mold. There was a leak and mold all behind it. And, and the inspection guy never caught it. So we're stuck with it. So he had to rip out all the sheetrock and do mold treatment and all sorts of shit. So stuff happened, but we were able to like clean stuff up, move stuff around. We slept on the couch the first night. We have like a, a queen size, like rollout couch. Um, and then like the next day we were like, all right, I think we could do this. So we started moving stuff around and we got it back to a, to a place where it's like comfortable again, but it's still not done. Like there's still like white patchy spots all over the walls. Like he painted the ceiling, but not the walls. And it's just, it was a fucking disaster. I will say this, and I'm not trying to defend the guy, but in construction, 95% of it, it looks completely undone and it looks like a shit show still. And then when they do that last 5% over just a very short period, everything just clicks. You know, like you said, like painting the walls and finishing this and the grout in the floor, like obviously that's going to take them a couple days. But even when we built when we built the house, like we kept going by and we're like, you saw major progress. Like you saw the frame going up. You saw the sheetrock going up. Yeah. And then nothing for for the longest time. Yeah. yeah, Then for the longest time, I'm like, what the fuck? And then it was like within 10 days, it was like all that last shit, the punch, not even the punch list before the punch list all got completed. So is he giving you a time frame? So I don't even have a problem. I'll get to that in a second. I don't even have a problem with it not being done. The problem I have is literally up until the day we left, he was saying it was going to be done. And like 30 minutes before we got here, his last text to us was, ah, there's still a few things left to do. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, a few things, dude, like you're like 50% done. Like, and I, I told him, I said, had we known that this much work needed to be done, we would have just not drove out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have just canceled the trip and then we'll come out in a couple of weeks. Like it, it, like we wasted an entire fucking day getting here and to find out at the very last minute, he's like, oh, you know, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, he was cool about it. And, you know, I had to, you know, kind of withhold some, some payment until we get some further progress, but I'm not back here until like mid-December, so he says he'll be done by then. So that should be plenty of time. Do you think what he's doing is quality work, though, at least from what you're seeing? Yeah, but like I said, he started like everything but didn't finish a single thing, right? So like we're having him do like a tile backsplash in the kitchen, but like the tile's not done. He ran out of tile, right? So And then a couple of the tiles are like poking out the corners. Like he hasn't like cut them, mm-hmm. cut the edges yet and like done. So like all the finishing touches, like you said, that make it look done, are none of them are done, right? So it's like everything started, but nothing's finished. Yeah. When we, when we got the house, we 
you know, it's it's our fault because we didn't ask for certain things. But it was a case of, like, if we would have asked, the guy would have gave us a price and we could have decided if we wanted to do it. So one thing that slipped through the cracks was we didn't ask for a fan that vented out from the oven. So we had to put it in afterwards. It probably cost double what it normally would cost. It was a pain in the ass because the guy's fucking drilling through a wall. But, and he's like, well, why didn't you just get in this to build? I'm like, ah, funny, huh? I'm like, I fucking forgot. That's why we didn't get in the build. It never came up. I'm like, asshole. So, but one of the guys we were going to use, he was like, here's the deal. I do this shit all by myself. He's like, so I will not start your project till I'm done with my last one. And he's like, and I'm scheduling like six months out. Oh, wow. So first of all, I don't know how the fuck you can do business like that because- Normally, you know, pre-COVID, people aren't waiting fucking six months for anything. Right. Now, obviously, like, only six months. That's great. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, I finally got I got two chairs for the dining room this week, which I ordered in July. And I got the poker table this week, which I ordered uh, nine weeks ago. It actually came within the two to 14-week window, but more than more than half it took Was to it get Was it all here, in one piece and as oh, expected? Oh, no, no, no. No. Oh, so no, you had to wasn't assemble in one it. piece. Yeah, I'm, well, assembling. <laughs> I'm like your guy. Um, it's almost done. It's almost done. I did, the, I did the chairs today, and then afterwards I had to take a fucking 15-minute nap before we recorded because I was exhausted. <laughs> so the funny thing was the two guys who, who brought, and so the, the shipping company says, first dry spot that we can get to. So they're like, we expect this to be your garage, but we drop the stuff off at the first dry spot we can get yeah, to. Yeah, they don't want to fucking bring it in the house. Yep. So they, they got all the stuff into the garage. But the funny thing is, it was two guys. One was, my guess, 50. One was 20. The 20-year-old was the typical, life is all ahead of me. Everything's great. I can lift a fucking car off a child if I needed to. He kept yelling at the old guy. He was like, <laughs> do it like this. Lift it like this. Why can't you hold it up? Where's your strength? Blah, blah, blah. So... The old guy at one point, he was like, I cannot do that. I don't have the strength <laughs> to do that. And then the young guy went out and the old guy walked by me because I was standing in the garage where they were doing it. And he's like, these young fucks, man. He's like, they think they can do everything. He's like, he's just yelling at me. He's like, I keep telling him to slow down, but he doesn't want to slow down. You know, the best part about that is he looked at you and felt like you were in the same age bracket oh, as he was. Absolutely. I mean, as you can see, my hair is pretty gray and white. So absolutely. Um, and I was probably winded from just walking to the garage. So we would have been right. We went. We went to see my uh, my mother this week at the nursing home. Oh, cool! How's she doing? Right, she's, she's as well as can be. Mm. But so we go, and she's on the third floor, and we go in, and it's not my mom. My mom we see sitting on the left. Clearly, there is some sort of medical emergency going on. Right, don't know what it is, but there's you know kind of people running around. They have like the. Um, uh, EMT cases, oh, people Jesus. are like running around doing stuff. Yeah, right? exactly what you don't want to see in like a nursing home. Yeah. So it's me and my dad. So one of the nurses walks by as, he's, as this chaos is going on, like one of the normal nurses. So she's not involved in the chaos. And my dad actually says to her, someone bite the dust? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so she walked by like, dad, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm just curious. I'm like, there's other ways to ask that than did someone just bite the dust? I'm like, so fucking callous the way he asked it. I was like, oh, my God. Well, it's Jesus funny, Christ, but that's fucking still. hysterical. 
Still, yeah, you don't want to walk into your parents' like nursing home and see fucking EMTs and emergency folks everywhere. That's got to be like heart stopping. No. So we talked last week about Midnight Mass. Have you had a chance to? Uh, I have not had a chance to watch uh, it, but I've heard it's it's a lot of a horror movie aspect. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's it's technically uh, suspense, but yeah, I mean you can classify it. It's not like a jump scare. Like there's nothing that's going to jump out and scare you. Gotcha. No, um, because we're in the middle of our second busy season, I, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to look at that until December. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help with me taking a day off next week to go to Vegas. Yeah, boy. A day? You mean three days? Well, it's only one day from work. Work, you know, Friday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually leaving Thursday morning at like 5 fucking a.m. I'm going to drive out there. The World Series of Poker is going on, so I want to try and play in one of the tournaments. Nice. Well, good luck. Uh, win nice. a lot of money so you can buy us our first meal after we land. Oh, no, I'll be broke by the time you guys get there. That's the shitty part. The buy-in's pretty <laughs> steep. <laughs> that, has been, that has been the trend. It wouldn't be the when first time. There, you're wouldn't like, the first I, have time. To, I have to get out of this hole I've put myself in. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> the whole time. last year was the first year, I want to say in like a decade, of where I was immediately up, and and I don't think I you know I, I had to dig myself out of a hole. Yeah, and you know it's, it's funny because look, I go with the mentality of this is what I'm bringing to lose. Yeah, right. Oh, you I, have to. That's the approach I you go. You absolutely with. have to. And then when you start losing it, you're like motherfucker. <laughs> and the other thing is, you want to be able to have fun. Like I don't mind if if I go on a 12 hour gambling spree and I lose 500 bucks. It's like okay, I got 12 hours out of this. No, if you but go on a 10 it, minute gambling spree, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. When it's like seven bad hands and you're down 250 bucks already, that's the thing that's pretty shitty. So again, yeah, I'm hoping the same thing. I hope I start winning and I play with their money the whole time I'm there. Um, the other thing that always happens when we're there, which I always find funny, and it's been pretty consistent every year, whether I'm winning or losing, at some point in the trip, because as you know, what we do is we land, you and the other guy will, you and, and GQ will either um, go maybe go to the pool, maybe walk the strip, do that. Like you guys would like and take in the whole experience. I'm like, I'm going to go sit and gamble. <laughs> and <laughs> If I'm not losing a fortune, I'll be here when we're ready to eat. Right? <laughs> so, um, you know, there's been years where I, well, every year I just get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And I stop. And it's like, it's usually the night before at some point. And it doesn't matter if I'm winning or losing. I just get to a point where I'm like, I've, I've burned both ends of the candles for two and a half days. <laughs> like I am officially done. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I used to kind of be like that. I mean, the problem is, there's an Indian casino like every five miles in Phoenix. Like the you can spit and hit an Indian reservation casino. <laughs> you, and, you, I just just clip that. You can spit and hit an Indian. Just clip that piece <laughs> out. <laughs> they're they're just everywhere. I mean, there's literally one five minutes from my house. Like ever since like the first time they open, you're like, oh, we're gonna go gamble. And then like three weeks later, you're like, ah, you know what? I could probably do six months without ever seeing a blackjack table again, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's ever since then, like I've not been as excited. I'm more into, yeah, let's go to a show. Let's go to a bar. Let's have some, let's, let's hang out and let's have a good time as opposed to just wanting to gamble. You don't really get that in Connecticut. You got to drive still a couple hours to get to a casino, it's about right? about an hour and a half. 
Yeah. I told you, me and my dad went to the casino. He lost all of his money in 20 minutes and he wanted yeah. to leave. And I'm like, uh, that, that's not how this works. <laughs> but I can't have you just staring at me. So I guess we're going to go. That sucks. Um, so I found out this week that for every penny, one cent for anybody international, um, every penny made cost one and a half pennies to make. That kind of defeats the so purpose, they, doesn't it? They're actually losing money on every penny that's made. And I don't know why they don't get rid of it. A lot of other countries have gotten rid of pennies. Well, that's the reason why they stopped making pennies out of like copper and like bronze, those expensive metals, because mm -hmm. they cost more to mint than they were worth. Yes. And nickels used to be made out of nickel, right? But now they're not, I don't think. I think they're made out of some other cheaper yeah. metal. And dimes used to be made of silver. And so if, if you, if so my grandmother used to collect um, coins. And I don't know why, I don't know if she thought they were going to be worth money or some of them were the unique ones, like the Susan B. Anthony dollars, yeah. which if you didn't pay attention, you could put that in a video game and get the same credit that you would for a quarter because yeah. they were the same fucking size. So <laughs> Fucking Super design. Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, the other one was the John F. Kennedy 50 cent piece. She collected a shitload of those. And there was a good amount of years where those were made out of like silver. So when um, my brother... Um, a couple years ago, he got a ton of stuff from his in-laws when they passed away. And it was stuff that he was like, I don't know what to do with this. It was like watch pieces and, and gold chains to like, uh, po uh, pocket watches and stuff. So he brought it all to this place. And I was like, you know, if you're going to go to this place, I'll go with you. And I'm just going to bring all this old change and see what they say. So for the equivalent of like, I don't know, $8 of quarters, dimes and nickels and shit, he, we got like a hundred bucks. No, I was like, so we'll get rid of this. Yeah. Nobody's retiring, but still, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, look, if you have a shitload of it, you know, who knows? It was funny. us talking about coins. And then you had mentioned like with Vegas, you like only bring what you're willing to lose. Um, it made me think of cryptocurrencies and investing because I do a lot of crypto investing and it's the same fucking thing. Any money I put into crypto, I'm expecting to lose and uh, sometimes it's crazy how like much they'll go up like 3000% in a week. Yeah. And then other times it's like, you'll just see it like in a day, you'll see all that wiped out. But some of those, they're just like, people are creating them as fuck use to people now, right? Yeah. Like you have the Bitcoin, which is the big one. And there's a lot of others too, but you know, then somebody's like, I like dogs. I'm going to create a Bitcoin that I'm going to create a, a cryptocurrency. That's a dog. Yeah. Right. And so it's just like, it just doesn't feel real. It just feels like you're, you're horse trading bullshit. Well, so it's, it's gambling. It's no, yeah. it's no different than going to Vegas. It's gambling. I don't have the stomach for it. You know, I don't look, I don't have a ton of investments. And I think I've said this before, any investment I buy, I only put four or 5,000 bucks into that one because my view is while I am buying stuff I like, like I own some Apple and I own Microsoft and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, no matter what happens, I can't get hurt by it, right? right? Because if 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 the company goes bankrupt or goes out of business or there's fraud or anything like that, I lose a couple thousand dollars that I put into it. I bought all of those with intention of keeping them long term. I still look at those every single day. It's hard not and, to. <laughs> yeah. And so that aspect, along with the volatility of Bitcoin, I like I just wouldn't be able to stomach it. 
Yeah, and and Bitcoin, uh, most of the cryptocurrencies are traded twenty four seven. There's no exchange where like you have to like show up and open the doors, right? So it's literally like you could three a.m. in the morning, you could look at it and see the price going up or down depending on how it's trending. So it's interesting. It's a little bit crazy, but it's also one of those things where I don't want to be left out of, right? If I buy something or if I don't buy something and it just shoots through the roof, I don't want to be the guy that like could have made a ton of money off of something and didn't. So I buy a little bit of everything. And you know, like I said, it's Vegas money, right? It's just, it's money I could care less whether I win or lose. Obviously, it would be nice to hit something. Um, and some of it's actually doing fairly well. I mean, I've got Bitcoin that's pretty old. And Bitcoin's like doubled in value since since I picked it up. So I mean, it's kind of crazy how how some of it is actually doing really well and is fairly stable. But other some of those meme coins, like you're talking about, like Dogecoin or like Shiba Inu, some of those coins are just fucking all over the place. Yeah, I specifically didn't pronounce any of them because I don't know how to. <laughs> so I just I just stayed away from it. Yeah. So did you get in, in, into any of those meme stocks like? GameStop and AMC. Did no, you, did you buy no. into any of those? No, because here's the thing: um, I saw what was happening, um, and I, you know, anytime one person can impact the stock and send it either soaring or just completely destroy it by tweeting, that's like you might as well just fucking flip a coin at that point. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, it's way too dangerous. And not only that, unless, uh, unless it's like a dollar a share, I, I'm not throwing tens of thousands of dollars and in, into the market right now. Right. So like you're, you're not, okay. So it goes up 600%. So great. My thousand dollars is now $6,000. So am I going to go do fucking start a business? No, it's right. like, it, it's like, Oh, that was fun. You know, I mean, it's kind of cool, but like, I'm more interested in like some of the like cryptocurrencies where like each, each coin is worth 0. 0.00005 cents, right? So I'm going to buy 10 million for, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. And if that thing goes to a dollar, guess what? I retire. Like I'm done. Yeah. So that, that to me is interesting. The, you know, like Bitcoin, the only reason I have Bitcoin is because I had it a while back and I needed it in order to, to do some online poker. Right. So, and I, I forgot that it was sitting in an account somewhere. And then all of a sudden, like the price went up and I'm like, Oh shit, I have some of this. I guess I'm a Bitcoin investor. So, I mean, that's kind of what got me started, but like, that's the only reason I buy that Bitcoin right now is trading at like $65,000 a coin. So it's like, I'm, what am I going to do? Buy one, one, one millionth of a coin and then hope that the stock doubles. And guess what? I have two one millionths of a coin. Fantastic. You'll buy a penny's worth. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's all full circle. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, a guy at work was asking me about it about two years ago when it was like 3000 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, I, I think I would invest a bunch of money in it. And I'm like, I wouldn't. And then he ended up not investing it. And he's like, you know, you told me not to. I was like, no, no. I'm like, I told you I wouldn't. I'm like, I'm not, I don't fucking keep your money. You do whatever the fuck you want with your money. I'm like, I just said that I, I couldn't tolerate the fluctuations. I'm like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Question. Answer. Um, so you know how this world has gotten so politically correct for everything and you can't say or do anything. So they've released Mario Party Superstars. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's a game for, I, I, I think it's either online or Switch or something. So you're talking about Nintendo? Uh, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mario Party. So they revamped an old game, and in the old game, so they jump into penguins' bodies at some point, and that's how they get around, right? They use them like, it looks like cars or like sleds or stuff like that. But the old, and I don't know how they got through this the first time. The old game, when you're in the penguin body and it's on its basically on its stomach, it used to have an X for a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, no so, longer. <laughs> yeah, when they redid, revamped the game now, they removed the X because they're like, there's absolutely no way we're going to allow this to be in here. But it seems something so trivial that they're still making these kind of changes to it. It just seems crazy. Well, I, you know, I, we don't want to go into this rabbit hole because I think we've spent enough time going down that path in a couple of prior episodes. But yeah, I mean, it's the whole cancel culture thing. Like you can't, like everything is so super sensitive to everybody. Um, I don't think you're ever going to create something that is all inclusive. It's impossible. Right, you're you're gonna forget something, or someone's gonna get offended. The way I look at it is like, all right, so we have this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And you can listen to it, or you cannot listen to it, right? If you listen to it, you're taking a risk that you're gonna get offended, okay? And then if you still get offended, and then download the next episode and still listen to it, and then just want to complain about it, which by the way, I do have people that do that. I'm sorry, but that's on you. But I would like to thank them for being listeners. Yes, thank you for being <laughs> listeners. Please like, subscribe, <laughs> donate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Send us an email at ridiculouslyboard.gmail.com. Uh, no, but yes. like getting offended from, this is my opinion, getting offended is a choice. Okay? You can choose not to be offended by something. Someone wants to call me a white cracker or whatever the, the, the supposedly offensive term is. I, I choose not to get offended by that. It doesn't bother me. Well, partly because Cracker hasn't been used in about 35 years. Hey, well, <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and spitting on Indians. It can't win, man. It can't win. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, look, I agree. Like, there's it, it, some of it's a choice. Sometimes you get hit with it the first time, right? And then you didn't expect it. You didn't. So I can understand the, oh, I can't believe it. I'm offended by this. But as you mentioned, there's a lot of ways to avoid the stuff that offends you. So mm-hmm. just avoid it. It's the whole Dave Chappelle thing. Like people are showing up at his shows and sitting there and like smirking the entire time. Like you could actually see it in one of his net Netflix, um, his latest Netflix show. There's these two ladies, like two rows back and you see them probably 15 times throughout the show. And they're completely distraught. And like, just by the mean mugs that they're giving him, they went there to just get offended and to show how displeased they were with the things that he was saying. I'm sorry, but that's a choice. You paid money to go there. It's not like he's never offended anyone in the past 25 years, right? right. So it's not like that's a new thing. They made a, a conscious decision to go there and sit there and pay money and get offended. Yeah. Well, after a year of doing this, I hope we keep offending people and we keep this moving forward. Yes. Can I ask you about Aaron Rodgers? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think I just did. Yeah. Um, well, he's 
he, like a supervillain or a superhero, is immune, it appears, to COVID. Well, clearly he's not because he got it. <laughs> yeah. He, he's surprisingly, look, there's a lot of grumbling, but he's surprisingly, he's not, it doesn't seem to be losing any sponsors. Oh, no, he did. Um, they fired the first day. Um, he got, he lost one of his healthcare um, provider sponsorships. And uh, I read something the other day, who knows if it's true or not, but I read something the other day that uh, State Farm was pulling back a lot of their, um, their commercials with him. They're not airing them right now. Oh, good. So he gets paid and then they don't get aired. Uh, how did, yeah, that really hurts him. But <laughs> I, think, I think he is one of the people who is so smart that he constantly thinks he can outsmart people. And I think he chose his words carefully in his mind. I think he did do that. And did he though? It's one of, yeah, well, yes, he did not say, so. He said. From what I'm hearing. Word for word, he said, I have been immunized. Right, but nobody else says that. When you get the vaccine, nobody says I'm immunized. Everybody says I'm vaccinated. Right, so, but immunized, I mean, textbook definition, right, should theoretically mean I'm immune. Right. Okay. Well, and he, he thought he was based on the things he was doing, right? So I think he chose his words and then people didn't ask the follow-up questions because if somebody tells me, if I ask somebody about the vaccine and they say I'm immunized, I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, did you get vaccinated or not? Then he'd be lying if he said yes, right? See, I don't agree with that. If you trust someone, you ask a question, they give you a direct answer, you move on, right? If you don't trust them, then you dig, right? So someone that's highly trusted and that's never you know, given you a reason to think that they're lying, you move on because you trust them. But how about like, so, uh, I, all right, I get your one side of it. Well, here's another side. They ask him how his weekend was, and he says, I like the color yellow. Didn't answer the question. There should be follow-up questions to that. So, if but people I have been like immunized answer, answers the question, I think. I, I mean, it's, it's potato, potato. But the fact of the matter is uh, he put his teammates at risk. He told everyone that, you know, yes, I've been following the, the guidelines, which means that he's been vaccinated. Because if you're not vaccinated, you have to do additional things. Yes. You have to wear extra masks more, more than everybody else. You have to go, I guess, wash up after every fucking 30 minutes or I don't, whatever, whatever the restrictions are. He wasn't doing any of that. So he, he effectively put his teammates at risk. Yeah, let's be honest, though. His teammates should be like, you can sneeze on me, Aaron, do whatever the fuck you want, because without you, we're going 0-16. So <laughs> they, he should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants in that clubhouse. No love for Jordan Love, huh? Um, so you just said, no, and he proved it. Um, <laughs> you just said potato, potato. So recently, look, that's a saying we've heard for 50 years, right? Yeah. Um, recently, I said to my wife something, and I said, ah, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, and she snapped at me. No one says potato, potato. She's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, that's been around speech. forever. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so I got to tell you this, this thing before we, uh, before we wind down. So you may or may not know this about me, but I have a fucking really hard time with belts. Okay. Is it every time of your girlish waist? No. Every time I travel, I forget to bring one. And I always bring pants that require a belt. 
Um, so not only do I like the way that it looks better, like I have certain jeans where if I don't like wear a belt, they just fucking fall down. Right. So from your gangster days, I got it. Yeah, exactly. So everywhere I go, I forget a belt and I end up buying one. And it's like this running joke with my wife and I, right? So we have this place in Denver. Last time we were here, sure as shit, I forgot a belt. So I went and I bought a belt and I left it here so that I would never have to worry about bringing a belt again. Smart. You've been immunized. Smart. Got here, cannot fucking find that belt. I've been walking around the all day, guy, pull up my pants. The guy's worn it. The guy wore it. <laughs> so when I see like, you. I used it to hang a paint can from the right. ceiling. When I see you in Vegas on Thursday, ask me if I have a belt. Otherwise, we're going straight to the fucking clothing I, store. I will say, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Last year, you did have to go buy a belt. I do um, remember that. Every time. Every fucking time I go away, I buy a new belt. I have no less than, I want to say, 12 black belt, like black leather belts. So at least here, right? You're you're what I would call normal size. Your fit, you're in the you know your waist size is in the 30s somewhere. You can pretty much find a belt everywhere, right? Like if I go to like say Banana Republic, I am all the way at the end of the uh, display unit with the hope <laughs> that they have my size, right? <laughs> so speaking of belts, when we went to Hong Kong um, many years ago, my wife and I, I forgot a belt on the way there. So. Someone my size, it is yeah. not easy to find a belt. <laughs> so we're, we're walking around. We're trying to find a belt. We finally find a store that is kind of like a, what I'll call an American-style store. Like they had a bunch of jeans and they had sneakers and stuff like that. And, and it turns out belts. But we couldn't find it at first. So we're looking around. So my wife's aunt calls my wife over. She's like, come here, come here. My wife goes over. Both of them start giggling like little two little schoolgirls. And they're like, hey, we found the belts. Come over. And they're laughing. So I'm like, why are you laughing? They're like, this sign translates to extra large fat man belt. (laughs) They're like, that's actually what this sign translates to. So she's like, we think we found your section. She's like, that's what my aunt said to me. That's why we were laughing. That's hysterical. Did it fit? It did. All right. All right. So So there's hope. Yep. And with that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are... Immunized. Ridiculously bored. <laughs> <laughs>